So I think we're about ready to go, but I'll wait until uh, you're done in the pantry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I mean, and if there's occasional background noise, whatever, we may acknowledge it, we may not. But, yeah. Or if nothing else, we'll just say there are poltergeists. Yes, poltergeists. Poltergeists? Poltergeists. Poltergeists. Poultry, pol, pol, poultry, poultry geists. geists. No. <laughs> Ghost chicken. <Yeah. laughs> so what did you think of the front walk? The front walk is very nice. I, I, I'm was pleased with it. Pretty they, job, uh, job pretty, uh, yeah. yeah. It was they, a job well done. They have to, uh, they still have to put in the uh, polymeric sand. I think that's what it's called. I've not heard of polymeric sand. Well, it's like, if you look at it now, there's nothing between all of the pavers. Oh, okay. But usually that's filled in with sand, which apparently I guess is polymeric. I don't know what that means. I could I, be getting the word wrong. I'd I never I never knew know. that. I just have dirt between my pavers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably, well, I haven't seen your new front porch thing well is it pavers or no it's a it's just the poured patio the the walkway leading up to it is not changed in any way okay and that's pavers part of it is because one of the sidewalk slabs was missing when we moved in so i just stuck pavers down oh okay so you did the the pavers yeah the crappy pavers job that's they're sinking down yeah that was me (laughs) (laughs) you got to put a base on i didn't put any base underneath it (laughs) you gotta hire people to do this stuff well, we're going to replace the whole sidewalk anyway. Uh, going to replace it with sidewalk or pavers? I don't know yet. Hmm. We pavers wanna, are nice. We want to do. We want to put in a matching set of walkways on both sides of the driveway. One Oops. leading up to the front patio, and the other going around gotcha. the side of the house to the back. Yeah, we technically have one going around the back. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they used to match, but they were both horrible. So we basically just took all of the uh, the slabs. And had them put them together to do the path in the back. So that's like whatever slabs were already in the back and some of the ones from the front and they cut them and to do the turn and gotcha. did it that way. So yeah, they don't was, match, but at least they both look good now. That's why we figured, okay, just do the patio, leave the sidewalk alone if you don't mm-hmm. have to mess with it to do the rest of the work and we'll yep. deal with it later. Yep. Oh, we got so much stuff to still deal with. Yeah, welcome to a house. <laughs> and you heard the uh, the front door alarm going off because we have a, a smart lock on there. And what's weird is the smart lock somehow at least thinks it can sense when the door is left open. So if the door's left open, an alarm starts to go off. But so much, so many of the times, like it seems like unless I'm the one to close the door, the alarm goes off. You got the touch. I guess I do. So then. As you said, the door opens and there's your cold open because the cold is getting let in with the open door. That's right. But, you know, that's that's our front door. <laughs> and that's our show. So it is January now. Um, we are actually recording the same month we're releasing yet again because oh. we keep doing that, which is fine. Well, it happens. We're busy people. We have lives. We have more or less family responsibilities. We yeah. have jobs and other projects <laughs> and yeah, jobs, <laughs> jobs. <laughs> but so with. January starting with the new year, it is the the time where many people make New Year's resolutions. Have you been like a, a resolution maker? No, I'm really not into yeah, that at all. I don't really do it either. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, this year I kind of want to start trying to do this. But I, I don't, I feel like when you make a resolution, you end up breaking it. I feel like for some reason, if you declare that you've made a resolution, it makes it less likely that you'll stick to it you know i yeah it's kind of like at work if we define a project schedule it almost means we're guaranteed not to make that yeah. date <laughs> but yeah. i digress yeah um yeah i i guess some people have kind of been you know fixated upon the idea of turning over a new leaf as the quote new calendar leaf turns over if i right. make a little meta may make a little metaphor right there but i i just don't really i myself just haven't really seen the significance of tying it to that time change or time no. of year or whatever or 
I, I, I figure if you're going to try and self-improve, then do it whenever you want. You know, do it when you feel yeah. like it. Just I mean, certainly that that, that makes sense. I, I do feel like that ceremonial changing of the year can be a good time. Like, you know, I, I recently had my annual checkup and my cholesterol is kind of high and stuff like that. So I'm looking at it going, all right, well, you know, January's coming. I'm going to try, I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to resolve to like lose 20 pounds or anything like that, but I'm going to be like, all right, you know what? January's coming. Let me try to start eating better. Of course I got all of the, you know, December Christmas candy left. But other than that, I am like trying to get in better shape this year, but it's not like I'm not resolving to get in better shape. It's sort of a, a vague goal, but you're not yeah. necessarily, yeah. Uh, making it a resolution kind of enforces a certain level of commitment and pressure to achieve mm-hmm. it. I think exactly, and I mean, I think I think being more healthy and not dying is probably enough pressure for me. <laughs> Reach for those stars. Yes, I'm gonna not die this year. That's okay. my resolution. <laughs> but I know a lot of people do it. I mean, you know, like. Getting in shape is a very common resolution. Well, I think a lot of people might tie that to overindulging around the holidays and then feeling guilty about it. And then also it's, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, it's wintry and there's not as much, you know, maybe you're not going out as much and you're Mm -hmm. by yourself or, you know, staying in more often and you have maybe more time to think about these things and actually act upon them. I suppose so, but at the same time, there's less motivation because you're wearing heavy layers and all sorts of stuff like that, so nobody's going to see you if you put on 20 pounds in the uh, winter. I suppose. But, uh, <laughs> but with overindulging, there's also the, what seems to be increasing in popularity is dry January. Okay, if you say so. Well, <laughs> I've already ruined that. <laughs> I have too. It's not something I was overly interested in. Clearly, we're both alcoholics. We've discussed this in the past. But we are, uh, check back to episode one if you're yes. curious. We are doing a bit of a twist on the dry January for a contest later this episode. But I thought first we would, you know, talk a little bit about dry January, which apparently started in the UK. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that. It's a, a group called Alcohol Change UK. All right. And, you know. So what happens at the end of January? Do you stop? Well, I, I think that might be the goal is is to. To see if you can get a de- whole month. To get a whole month and to either decrease your overall alcohol consumption or possibly stop. I mean, I think it's a a good goal to have. I think there are a lot of people that do have problems. You know, as they say, I'm like, I have their website up here and it says, many of us drink too much without realizing it. This could be having a big effect on us both now and in the future. Heavy and regular drinking is linked to mental health problems, liver disease, seven forms of cancer and more. Is your drinking healthy? Probably not. So here's the thing, though. But I mean, they do say heavy and regular drinking. All right. How do they define that? Well, they don't, at least not Well, there. that's helpful. <laughs> but I do feel, you know, like I don't think either of us drink heavily at this point. I'm going to argue that I don't. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I drink regularly for sure. But, uh, you know, we go back to this that you said we were discussing in the first episode. Is drinking every day a problem if you're having one small drink? Right. And I don't drink every day. Usually... Monday through Thursday, I don't drink. Yeah. Usually. I made an exception this Thursday because (laughs) I was working on another project and it was getting frustrating. Mm -hmm. But I do drink most days of the week. And if I'm just drinking one small drink, I don't think it's a problem. However, we could find this out because on Alcohol Change UK, there is a check how healthy your drinking is with this quick quiz. Oh, boy. So I'm going to go through and take the quiz. I must be over 18 to take the drinking quiz. Well, how old in the UK do you have to be to drink? 18. (laughs) Okay. What if your drinking problem is you're technically underage to drink it? (laughs) I mean, you could still have a drink around. So we give you a place. I am male, or I identify as male, whatever. How old are you? Too old. (laughs) 45 to 54. I'll narrow it down that much. All right. Oh, there was a prefer not to say. Damn, too late. (laughs) How often do you have a drink containing alcohol? Hmm. Is this down to the minute? (laughs) 
God, if you're entering a town at the minute, I'm pretty sure you do not have a healthy relationship with alcohol. No, <laughs> well, if I average out how many drinks per the minute, I would say that it's probably one drink every, I don't know, five, six hours times three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not that narrow. My math isn't I'm working I'm trying today. to decide between two to three times a week or four or more. I guess four or more times a week. All right. For me. Is that drinks per week or sessions or sessions? Because then it's on to how many alcohol units do you have on a typical day when you are drinking? Well, they're getting really uh, nitty gritty here. See the one or two. How often have you had eight or more units on a single occasion in the last year? Holy cow. Eight or more. I would probably be in the hospital. (laughs) I I cannot handle most people would be in the hospital. Eight. Eh, I know a lot of people can have that much. What was that? Eight shots, eight beers, units. What's a unit? A unit. What's I mean, what's a Hold unit on. in the context of this survey? One unit equals 10 ml or 8 g of pure alcohol. You can work out how much alcohol is in your drink based on its strength and size by using the following equa- equation. Ugh. So ABV times the volume of the drink in milliliters divided by 1000. I I'm I'm using that to mean like one drink, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not mathing good today. I'm trying. Let's see. I must be hung over. All right, from the binge drinking I did last night. One seventy-five mL. See, that's the problem, of course, because we're not in the UK. We're in the US, and I have no idea how many mL in an ounce. Well, they have ways to convert that on on the intranet. One seventy-five. So one seventy-five mL to ounces, because it's using a media that is a medium-sized glass of wine. Wow. That's about six ounces of wine. So they're saying for a 13% ABV wine, which is usually about what? Like 11 to 13. Somewhere in that range, yep. They're calling that 2.3 units. Whoa. Oh, crap. And let's see, (laughs) 568 ml of a pretty low ABV beer. And that's 20 ounces. And that's 2.3 units of a 4%. So I guess one to two is still pretty accurate for me. That's usually about how much I'll have. I got to recalibrate my math. I might fall into that eight category. <laughs> Why? They're calling it. I, it's it's a unit. It's not a drink. So I guess uh. I should have checked that. It's good that you questioned it. But anyway, eight or more still like in the last year, never. I, I just because that's still at least four drinks, like three or four drinks. I, I Never. Well, in my case, I probably had about three quarters of a bottle of wine yesterday. Yeah, that's, you might have a problem. We and go then back a beer. <laughs> we can go back and calculate for you, too. Let's uh, see. How often during the last year have you found that you were unable to stop drinking once you had started? Never. How often during the last year have you failed to do what was normally expected from you because of drinking? Never. Never. How often during the last year have you needed a first drink in the morning to get yourself going Ooh. after a heavy drinking session? Never. Well, okay. How often during Wait the a minute. Oh, Hang on. Okay. Let's yeah. go back to that uh, one. What? Hair of the dog. Are they just saying an alcoholic drink or coffee? I, or? <laughs> I'm assuming an alcoholic drink. Because <laughs> I think most people would probably the ne- argue they need something non-alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but the, but the next question is how often during the last year have you had a feeling of guilt or remorse after drinking? It's not specifying. Mm-hmm. I felt so guilty after my cup of coffee this morning. <laughs> How often during the last year? I'm still, I'm going to say less than monthly because I'm sure there have been times where I'm just like, not that I'm drinking to excess, but I might get to the end of a rough day and feel like I need a drink. And if I have a drink when I feel like I need a drink, I might feel a little guilty about it. Even if it is only one, because I never want to feel like I need mm-hmm. a drink. Yeah, that's a fine line, I guess. Yeah, yeah. How often during the last year have you been unable to remember what happened the night before because you had been drinking? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever I blacked out? I don't believe so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had some really excessive drinking times in college. I, I admitted to that in that our last drinking episode. Um, but yeah, I never blacked out. Never. No, I don't ever remember that happening. Not even Cozumel? No, I yeah. remember that okay. pretty well, actually. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I still have pictures. That, that may actually be one of the instances I remember most clearly, <laughs> to <laughs> be for, honest. For those unaware of that reference in Jim's, I guess it's not, it was your second album? Yes, uh, called Playing Life by Ear. Yes. There was a track called Cozumel, written about some personal experiences that I had while visiting there on a cruise. Yes, and you can 
go to jimbelseric.com to hear that or um, or? it's on YouTube it's on Spotify it's pretty much wherever probably wherever you're listening to this podcast you there can you probably go. find it there too you can look that up and the song is called Cozumel yes and I actually play trumpet on that song that's right yeah. now I should clarify that there probably were intervals in between where I probably passed out a little mm. bit but the parts where I was awake I do remember pretty clearly <laughs> okay then all right, question the part nine. about sitting on the curb, I remember that happening. I see the patrons dance, but my head it won't keep still. And soon I realize that I'm bound to be taking ill. Don't nine have you or someone else been injured as a as the result of your drinking well what if you're just an act uh, clumsy to begin with and okay so <laughs> here's a story <laughs> <laughs> so when i was in college um i don't know I, I think they still have these things but if you look in like some parks and stuff they have these like kind of workout areas where there'll be like these logs and yeah. you like you, you like run to this one and you like do planks on this log right. and then this one you're like trying to jump from log to log or whatever. Yeah. You've seen this sort mean. of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was one of those uh near where I lived my junior year of college, I think. I forget if it was junior or senior. Regardless. Let's say senior because then we know I'll would be of legal drinking age. All right. We'll go I actually that. think it was senior. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was senior year. So uh, after drinking in the in our apartment for a while, we were like coming out, and they had one of those workout areas. You decided to have beer Olympics. No, we were done with the drinking. We were going out. I think we we're like, oh, let's walk to Seven Eleven and get hot dogs because it's the kind of thing you do when you're in college and drunk. <laughs> and there was this one thing where it was like a log in the ground, kind of like a tree trunk, and it was sticking up. I don't remember how far in the air. Somebody told me it was like three feet up or two feet or something. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to run up to that and jump up on it. I remember running up to it. I remember I, this is, doesn't count as blackout, I don't think. <laughs> I remember jumping to be to to get on onto the log. And then I remember lying down on the ground and looking at my hat. <laughs> I did something to my knee. I don't know what. I basically threw out my knee. It shall remain a mystery to this day. Yeah. So I limped over to... 7-Eleven, they were like, just oh, walk it off, you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think I bought like ibuprofen <laughs> or something at the 7-Eleven, took, took the ibuprofen, woke up the next morning and my knee was like the size of a grapefruit. Oh. So like, oh, great. And I went to, you know, the, the campus medical whatever, and they sent me to the, uh, did they send me to an ER? No, they gave me a leg brace to keep the entire leg extended and immobile. immobile. Yeah, that's the word. And then they had me make an appointment with a specialist and I went and they took x-rays and stuff and said, yeah, you got fluid on the knee. Water on the knee. Wasn't that an yep. operation? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> so I had that and they basically told me to move my le- move my knee as much as possible, which was the exact opposite of what the campus medical people did. But anyway, so I guess have you or someone else been injured as a result of your drinking? I guess I have to say yes, but not in the last year. I have a story of someone else being injured, but okay. not from my drinking. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> my story involved was the result of somebody else getting injured because I wasn't drinking. Because you weren't drinking? Correct. So How does that work? <laughs> so college party playing beer pong. I was playing the game, but since I didn't drink at the time, mm-hmm. other people were drinking for me. Oh, God. And this that led to dangerous. a friend of mine becoming pretty inebriated. Mm-hmm. And as we were starting to leave the party, he tripped off the front patio oh. and landed face first on the sidewalk and actually chipped his front tooth in half. Oh man. And I'm gonna leave this I'm gonna leave this person anonymous sure, so as sure. not to, you know, embarrass anybody. But yeah, I just yeah, I, I like, can embarrass myself, but like I right embarrass in half. Else. So took Damn. him back inside and he started getting sick and things like that and Oof. left him in the bathroom for a little while and then got him uh, situated on a, a couch made sure he was on his stomach, right. left a bucket just in case. And it's like, okay, well, there's not really much else we can do for him at this mm-hmm. point. So I left. I was prepared to 
go pick him up the next morning, but he walked back to his apartment mm-hmm. and um, made a dentist appointment. <laughs> had to make a dentist appointment not too long after. Yeah. See, I, I have this sense. So there you go. So that's an example of somebody getting hurt because sure. I wasn't drinking. <laughs> Ironically, so, so I have this. It wasn't. They weren't hurt because you weren't drinking. They were hurt because they were drinking. <laughs> well, yeah, but they were drinking more than their normal fair share within the context right. of playing I mean, the game. Fair share. You're choosing to do that. It's he true. Could have just said no. Yeah. I know. Regardless, I, I I guess what I was gonna say. The I have this sense, and I don't really know why, that the incidence of binge drinking has gone down since our days in college. I really hope it has. Well, yeah, my because college was known for it's just it's bad <laughs> happening. It's so bad, and I really wish that I hadn't gotten tied up with that sort of thing. I didn't at the time. That's I was, good. I wasn't it's really, really good. I didn't really I, start I, I was drinking. Bad. I didn't really start drinking until senior year. Yeah, and by that point, I I wasn't involved in a fraternity or anything. So it was right, just, right. and it wasn't that you know often. There was maybe only I'd say a couple times where I was arguably drunk mm. at a party, which is fine <laughs> all right question 10 of 10 as a relative friend or a doctor or other health worker been concerned about your drinking or suggested you cut down no they offered me another one <laughs> well again i'll say yes but not in the last year okay but i mean also not in the last 10 years probably not even in the last 20 years so it's been quite a while since but i can't just say no well is there a statute of limitations Your score is nine, increasing risk. But no, it's decreasing risk. Drinking at this level increases the risk of damaging your health and could lead to serious medical conditions. Uh, Maybe I should be doing dry January, but it's too late now. Yeah, I'm a lost cause. (laughs) Well, for January. (laughs) I have, uh, over the years, I would say within the last five to ten years, at times just been like, you know what, I... I'm not going to drink for a while. And I've gone like a month or more just not drinking. If I were not able to do that, I would have been more inclined to say that I do have some sort of drinking issue and probably needed to just stop entirely. When I first really started having, say, acid reflux problems. Let me say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Good old acid reflux. There's your outtake. Yeah. When I first started having problems with acid reflux, there was an extended period of time where I stopped Mm -hmm. drinking because I wasn't sure how much that was contributing to the effects of it. Yeah. Red wine in particular, I find that that can be an issue. And that can be an issue for me with the sulfites now. As I've gotten older, I have found sometimes just drinking one glass of red wine, I'll end up with a headache. But my point with that was that... yes. I was able to consciously stop for an extended period because mm-hmm. of other, well, other in that case, it was because of other sure. related related or not related health issues. Mm-hmm. But I consciously made the decision to stop and stuck to it. Yeah. I, I feel like if you have that ability, I don't know. I'm sure there's people out there arguing that you, if you have that ability, then why don't you just stop entirely? Well, the main reason I don't stop is, to me, it, it's it's an accompaniment to a meal. I am very infrequently just going and having a drink and not have it with something else. Even, yeah, I'm not exactly in that, quite that department. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I just feel like having a glass of wine. And I'll do that. But most of the time, most of my drinking, like 90% or more of it is like, oh, what kind of wine is going to complement this food well? Oh, a beer with this burger would be really nice. That kind of thing. So to me, it... You can argue that you become accustomed to the taste. I've heard people like, nobody likes beer the first time they have it. Nobody likes coffee the first time. I, I think that's crap. Um, well, I would I would argue in my case that that was true for me. Mm-hmm. It was certainly an acquired taste, and wine was the same way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, for me at least, a large part of the reason for that is the first alcohol you're getting is usually really crappy stuff. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, in college, you're drinking like, you know, Budweiser and Peels and that kind of garbage. If that's when you started drinking, yes. Which which it is, at least for me. 
but by the time I was, you know, the craft beer explosion happened, I'm like, oh, this stuff's all great. <laughs> and it is, and I enjoy it. So do I. But of course, with dry January, one of the options that we're going to explore shortly could be non-alcoholic beer. That's right. So we do have a little bit of a uh, drinking taste test in mind, kind yeah. of like our first episode, except this is all of the non-alcoholic variety. Yeah. So what we're going to do instead of like trying to tell one type of beer from another, which is also on our list of possible things to do, so that might happen another time. But what we're what we do is we have we've got four different non-alcoholic beers. And they are different types of beer, and we're going to try to identify what type of beer they are representing, actually, are. Right. Like, right. I don't know how that works. Well. a lot. Most of the non-alcoholic beers, when I was going to look for them, are just labeled as malt beverage. That's probably a legal thing of some sort, I would guess. Probably, yeah. But I guess my question would be, if you're brewing it, what do you use to replace the alcohol? Yeah, I don't know. And I and I believe, I could be completely off base on this, but I believe most of the non-alcoholic beers are made by making beer and then removing the alcohol. How do they do that? Uh, I assume, well, was it you boil it off? I was, yeah, I was going to say, we did something like that in science class when I was uh, in, in school. Was it titration or what was it called? I don't know. Distilling? <laughs> Fractional distillation? How to make non-alcoholic beer. Because, yeah, arguably, if the boiling up. point of the alcoholic part or the alcohol is different, you could boil that out, I guess. Okay. The most common way to do this is by adding water or steam to the liquid and boiling it under pressure. This releases the alcohol as vapor into a condenser where it's collected and sent away. The remaining liquid is then sold as non-alcoholic beer. So says Interesting. Google, which comes from uh, nabeerclub.com. Okay. But of course, oh, there's one, Midwest Supplies, which is a homebrew supplier, has a how-to-make non-alcoholic beer. You could homebrew it. Yeah, brew beer like normal. Interesting. And then you heat it to 175 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes. Alcohol evaporates at a lower temperature than the rest of your beer. So by heating it to 175 degrees, the alcohol will evaporate and leave behind all of the delicious beery goodness you spent so much time making. Huh. Intriguing. I might try this at some point. That's right. You're a bit of a home brewer or have been. Yes. An important note. I'm not going to read the important note now, but yeah. So I guess I was kind of right. It is generally boiled off. If you ever do that, what you should do is, you know, separate the batch such that you have some that's... Mm. Got so alcohol can, like, in it, and then taste comparison. Has it boiled out. I would imagine it would comparison. it would concentrate the flavors. No, uh, I mean it's not boiling off the water. I don't know. It how, shouldn't well, yeah, be at no, 175 because, degrees, right? Because that's what two twelve. Two twelve is boiling yes. point of water. So much easier in Celsius. Yeah, 100 degrees C is boiling point of water. I don't off the top of my head know what a uh, 175 degrees Fahrenheit would translate into. Probably about 70 mm. or 80 something. I just know uh, double it and add 30. Two, 32. Double, the approximation is double it and add 30. Okay. All right. For Celsius <laughs> to Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. That would work in a pinch. Yes. That's why a uh, Canadian case of beer is 78 beers. Okay. Just double it and add 30. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> All okay. right, eh? Take off, you hose. Okay, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, uh, it goes, add your desired strain of beer yeast and priming sugar. How are you doing that before adding the yeast? Oh, for priming. You have to add more yeast to carbonate. Because normally when you're carbonating your beer, mm -hmm. at least for homebrew, you're adding more sugar at the end and then bottling it. And mm -hmm. the... Yeah. Uh, residual yeast ferment continues to ferment continues to ferment which in this case you probably would not want to do if you're trying to make a non-alcoholic well, batch i would imagine yeah, but you have to add more yeast otherwise it's not going to be carbonated so you're adding yeast just for the carbonation all right so it's eating but the it's sugar also and, fermenting though yes so you are still going to end up with some alcohol unless right. you use like a, a forced carbonation just add co2 to it okay which is an option and i mean i i often do that with homebrew so i guess my question with malt beverages 
is are can they be ca- classified as that if say they have some residual alcoholic content but it's below some threshold so what i noticed in the cans is uh everything that was labeled as non-alcoholic was 0.5 percent or below yeah okay so, so a half a percent or yeah. below. so now some of them just say zero alcohol so i don't know if that means they are zero or um, if they're just below the threshold that they have to report correct we have uh, a guinness non-alcoholic in our mix and that is labeled as 0.5% or below. Okay. Now available, If It's Broke, the new album from singer-songwriter Jim Balseric. At awakening of melody When every note comes from the heart Featuring Throwaway Cause if it's broke, don't fix it Throw it out your door Madness. And I can't say another word when I know I won't be heard. And many more. If it's broke by Jim Balseric. Climbing the charts via streaming on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Pandora, and Deezer. Also available for download at Bandcamp, CoBuzz, Amazon, and iTunes. All right, so we have, uh, as I said, four non-alcoholic beers that we're going to be tasting. I'm looking right at them. Yes. They're all in cans. So, well, yeah, I, I didn't see any bottles. No, I did see some bottles. Th- this is just what I chose. I was trying to get four different types so we could try right. to guess the types. Different styles, yep. So uh, we'll go through these just in case anybody is curious. They are the, uh, we have two from Athletic Brewing Company. Whom I've never heard of. I have never heard of them either. They make like, uh, I mean, they, they're, they're, excuse me, their slogan is brew without compromise. And I think they have a lot of like healthier beers, quote unquote. So yeah, this, they all say this. It is non-alcoholic brew contains less than 0.5% alcohol so, per volume. So from a legal standpoint, a non-alcoholic beverage is 0.5% or less of alcohol. Correct. So that would be what? One proof? Yes. Yeah. It would one be one proof. proof or less. Yes. Well, what was interesting, so because we're in Pennsylvania, we have some weird alcohol rules, which yeah. have actually gotten better since when I first moved to they the state. They have improved a bit. But regardless, there is a limit on the amount of alcohol you can buy, depending on where you buy it. If you buy it in a grocery store, which is where I got this, which is actually, I guess, we're considered a package store is that still the the rule i don't know what that terminology means so they have to serve food in some way like ready to eat food okay and then you can buy i believe up to 96 ounces i could be wrong on that uh but it's it's no it's more than 96 because I, I could do the math. It's uh, I think it's a hundred something, but I forget where the cutoff is because it you can easily get two six packs. Well, yes, yeah, which would be so, uh, so well, t- that would be seventy two times two, so that's a hundred forty four right there. And then it's another four pack. I believe so. Yeah, so that would be forty eight more ounces on top of that. So that's like a hundred ninety two. Yeah, that sounds right. One hundred ninety. If I did that right. So yeah, so you can buy. Two six-packs and a four-pack. So you can buy, assuming they're 12 ounces. Yeah, right. So you can buy 192 total ounces. However, I was curious because when we went to pick up the non-alcoholic beer, it does contain a trace amount of alcohol, and it is in the section with all of the beer. So I was wondering, are we going to have to separate this into two orders? I was there with my wife. And we we actually asked. And I was like, I don't know. Let's scan it and find out. (laughs) You're the only people who buy this stuff. (laughs) And we did buy more than 192, and it was able to go on one order. Okay. So you can buy more non-alcoholic well, than, that would, than you can buy alcohol, which kind of makes sense. sense. Yeah. But anyway, so back, back to the beer. So we have Athletic Brewing Company, Upside Dawn Golden. And where is that brewery based? I've not heard of them. I'll edit out this. He's looking at the can. They are based in San Diego, California. Ah, San Diego. Uh Uh-huh. 
so this is just called golden. I'm I'm just gonna call it a lager because I don't think I mean I guess you could get a golden could be nail. a golden nail. It could be, but we're gonna call this one a golden lager just for argument's sake. This will be the lager. All right. Next, we also have also from Athletic Brewing Company. We have Freeway. What did you call them? Athletic Brewing Company. It sounded like you said Athletic. I, I I don't know. All right, sorry. Play it back. No, don't play it back. We'll play it back. I'm saying we'll play it back in post. Yeah. I'll play it. Play it back. Also from Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company. See, I told you I said athletic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> athletic Brewing Company Free Wave Hazy IPA. Okay. So that's a, so we have a, a lager, a hazy IPA, and then we have a Flying Dog, which I have heard of. Well, yeah. They're in, they, where are they, Vermont? I kind of tend to get the name mixed up with Dogfish Head. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Frederick, Maryland, and Utica, New York. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I do I get Flying Dog and Dogfish Head. You have Flying Dog, Flying Fish, and Dogfish Head. Yes. Uh, but so this is Flying Dog, Deep Fake, Non-Alcoholic IPA. Not a hazy, just an IPA? Just a regular IPA. All right. Yeah, and they all say less than 0.5%. Okay. And then, and to then close this all up. And then we have a stout, which is the rather well-known Guinness. We have the uh, Guinness, Guinness Zero, Non-Alcoholic Draft. Is it imported? Uh, that's a fine question. Brewed in Ireland. Okay. It is imported. And and it does have the widget, as you can maybe hear. Yeah, here. I hear that clanking around. Yeah. So it's got the widget. So what we're going to do is uh, I do have my wife, Gina, here. And she will be uh, opening these all, I guess, and pouring them out and then handing them to us so that we can both be blindfolded. And then we'll do... Uh, I guess do a three, two, one, and then call out what we think it is. All right. And At the then, same time, call it out. Yeah, call it out. So why don't we do it one after the other? Because we're going to try to determine who's right. Because how do you score a point if we're doing it one after the other? Because if you go, that's the Guinness, I can be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is the Guinness. So that's yeah, what I'm going to guess. Assume. Or you could write them cheat. down. That's going to be hard to do blindfolded. Take the blindfold, whatever. All right, we can just blurt it out. Just call it out, three, two, one. And this is also an audio podcast. I realize that. If we write it down, nobody's going to see it. No, I realize that, but (laughs) it might be a little bit hard to discern for the listener if we're both saying something at the same time overlapping each other, especially if we're not saying the same thing. True. We'll figure it out. Okay. So we'll go through those each, and then we'll give it a rating from, what do you think? Eh, Let's do... One to ten, one to five. Let's do one out of ten. Okay. So we'll give it a rating 1 to 10. So we'll determine at the end what we think the best one is. And we will see who wins and guesses the most of them right. Or if we tie. Okay. All right. Challenge accepted. So... We're back. We, we are ready to open the cans, Gina, as, as soon as you are prepared. I guess we'll just open everything at once. Okay. Please welcome Gina and Ollie to yes. the program today. Hello. <laughs> I will now commence opening the cans. <laughs> so nice to have like a, a producer for us here. I do what I can. Thank you. You want to say hi, Ollie? Hi. Hi, go. Ollie. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? We are ready. Okay, do do I need to wait till everyone is blindfolded? Well, I mean, we're just opening the cans. We're just now. opening okay. the cans. Okay, all right. So, all right. But I will just put mine on once yeah. you're ready to start pouring. Okay, here I go. Well, it still sounds like a yes, regular beer. Yes, it does sound can. like beer. I can't see it. I mean, you can see it, so you have that advantage. <laughs> <laughs> see, I could tell that was the Guinness. Yeah, that was pretty blatant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I were blindfolded, I would still be able to tell. Yeah, that's kind of why we wanted to open them all ahead of time. Okay, Jim. All right, here we go. So I am putting on my sleep mask. No, blindfold. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. <laughs> Let me get these things out of the way. So, okay. Yes. All right. Blind, blind. I'm oh, sorry. Not sleep mask. Blindfold. Okay. All right. My blindfold okay. is on. I am now going to pour the first beer. Okay. Now, our choices, again, are... Uh, Shall I go, go through them? Well, it's Golden Lager, Hazy IPA, Regular IPA, and Stout. 
Yeah. Okay. So the one that just says golden on it. We're calling it golden lager. I guess it could be a golden ale, but it, it doesn't specify, so I've decided it's a lager. <laughs> Executive decision. And if we're wrong, okay. we'll fact check it later. Yeah. If anybody at uh, Athletic Brewing Company wants to contact us. Backstage.link. Yes. Or show at backstage.link. Here are the the first here, okay. it's right I have there. mine. You have yours, too. I have Tim? mine. Okay. Yep. Let's, uh, whoop. Let's bang it into the microphone. Okay. Give it a little tasty taste. It's almost foaming over. <laughs> yeah. Very foamy. I definitely smell hops. Mm-hmm. I suppose I shouldn't be saying that. I'll give you a clean... No, I'm getting it, too. I'm already drunk. Um, yeah. Shouldn't be giving you clues. This isn't bad. No, it's... It's... If I had not known it was non-alcoholic, I would have just figured it's regular beer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let I'm trying me know. to decide between two things right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. That's uh, well, a 50-50 chance, right? True. I mean, just uh, I'm finishing the whole thing here to, to get a oh, good Oh, I already taste. did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shot. I know it looks like a shot glass. <laughs> well, I took a little bit longer. I didn't just down it. Okay, I'm ready. All right. You want to give us a countdown, Gina? Okay. I will count down from three, and then you both say what you think it is. Okay. All righty. Three, two, one. Hazy IPA. The deep fake IPA. Okay. So is it the hazy or the Glenn? Or should we wait a minute? Don't tell us. Don't yet. tell no, us. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I need to make sure that I know who said what. Glenn, you said hazy. Yes, I said the hazy IPA, and okay. Jim said just the regular IPA. Right. Okay. So, would you each care to rate this beer on a scale from? What are we doing? What? We said one to ten, right? We said one to ten. Okay, on a scale from one to ten in terms of. Overall quality, I, I suppose. I, I gotta give that like, I'm gonna say an eight. That was a that was very good. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was pretty good. I admit I'm not the biggest fan of IPAs, but this seemed like a pretty good session IPA if it had alcohol in it. <laughs> well, and so, it's a really good session IPA because it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole point of a session IPA, or part of a point is it's usually a little lower in alcohol. Exactly yeah. right. So. I'm going to go for a seven on this one. Okay. All um, right. But I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, me too. And I, Okay. I, okay, that's that. Let me get that out of the way. All right, so we're not going to reveal the answers till the end, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I was I was thinking we should go and reveal them, but then I'm like, well, well that then be... we, by the time we get to the last one, we're going to know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Good point. I'm pouring We'll the figure out bit. these games one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> and we never know when we're going to have help and when we're not. It is a little easier with help. We can just it is leave most definitely easier with help. All right, Jim. Okay, thank you. Here I'm handing it to Ollie to hand to Glenn. Okay, thank you. Are you ready? Three, um, two. Well, we got to taste it first, buddy. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I think this one's pretty easy. Yeah. Give us a countdown. Give us a countdown. Okay. Three, two, one. Stout. Stout. Yep. Okay. Okay. And rating. Yeah, so I'm I'm tasting a little bit more of it. Finishing up the tiny cup. We have tiny cups for this. Tiny red solo cups. Hmm. So my thoughts on this, you know, before we go with the rating, um, it's good. But, I, like, the other one, I think, holds up better because Guinness, to me, is a 10 out of 10 of beers. Okay. I, and I'm comparing it to that. Yeah. I wouldn't rate Guinness as highly myself. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, is, like, the perfect beverage. Okay. So, all right. What are you thinking? Um, again, it was, to me, it seemed very distinguishable assuming we both guessed correctly which i think we did yeah um absolutely <laughs> it definitely tasted again to me if you handed that to me i would not have known the difference so i i, I rate it highly for that but mm. i guess i would say because maybe if it is what i think it is it's not necessarily my favorite stout in the world then i'm probably still going to go with a seven okay 
This to me tastes uh, like a little thin compared to the uh, the real thing. Mm-hmm. Again, assuming we're correct, which I'm <laughs> almost positive we are. Um, it tastes a little thin. Now, it's possible that it's just a little too cold because I feel like Guinness is better not quite ice cold. It right. should be a little closer to room temp. Yeah. So that could be it, but I'm still so... I mean, if it doesn't improve <laughs> with warmth, I think I'd go down to like a four, but I think I'm going to give it a right up the right at the middle of uh, give it a five. Okay. All right. All right. That's two, two down. down, two to go. Two down. I am pouring, so it will be a minute or so before. What's What's interesting with this is I feel like, I mean, that Guinness was obvious. I feel like the only challenge might be the difference of the two IPAs. I think so, too, because, you know, how sensitive is my palate to be able to discern a hazy versus a non-hazy? That I'm not so sure about. Yeah. And I mean, I might end up, you you know, I said hazy with that first one. I might say it again. Thank you. (laughs) Hitting the mic again. Yeah. uh, Actually, that's a good question. Are we allowed to guess the same thing? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Both got our beers. Yep. Tasting. Interesting. Yeah. I think I'm ready to guess. Um, okay. Are we both ready to guess? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Three, two, one. I'm going to say hey, hazy. Yeah, I'm going to say hazy again. Because <laughs> that other one was a lot sharper. Yeah, this one was kind of murky, so, I guess is a good way to put it. Like the flavor was yeah. more it's like muddled, I, wrong. <laughs> I guess. And, you know, assuming I'm guessing correctly, I don't really know this brewery very well. I've never had any of their previous yeah. stuff. Like I said, I think they're like a, a, a quote unquote healthy brewery. All right. Well, this one I would say, and again, not knowing if they if they do make alcoholic beer, how this would taste in comparison. But to me, this it kind of tasted a little bit muddied and watered down. It tasted like... Uh, a little bit like lawn clippings to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go all the way down to like a three on Okay. That. Maybe even a two. We'll, yeah. We'll call it a three. I'll say a three also. I was not... Very that's ge- a generous three, which <laughs> makes me disappointed because I think that last one's going to be the golden lager, which is also athletic. Which, yeah. Mm. Alphotic. <laughs> athletic. <laughs> All right, uh, so we did our rating. So last one. Last yep. one. Here you go. Jim. Here you go, Daddy and Gwen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sniffing. Mm-mm. Hmm. It's foaming over again. What the? Okay. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't like Natty Light or something? <laughs> Unless somebody switched the cans while I was blindfolded. <laughs> you watched her open them, so. Yeah, I'm ready to guess. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Golden, Golden Lager. Lager. <laughs> okay. And ratings. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that was probably the worst of the lot. Uh, to me, at least it didn't taste like lawn clippings, so I'd go up to a four on that, but it makes me want to lower that other one to a two and call this a three. Neither one were very good. I kind of feel like I'd rather drink the other one than this one. To me, it was like, oh, I'm not quite even sure how to describe it. It just tastes like like crappy beer to me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. And that might even be generous, I think. All right. Okay. I'm gonna. If uh, if both if we both guess correctly that those latter two are from the athletic, then I don't really seem to rate them very highly. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm lifting my blindfold here since right. that was the last one. There we go. So I, I I'm whoa my guess <laughs> oh <laughs> my god you look horrible now uh. <laughs> So I'm guessing Jim got four out of four? No. No. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm surprised. Enlighten us. So, the first beer was the Hazy IPA huh. by Athletic Brewing Company. Okay, and that one was, was decent. So, And I guessed that one incorrectly. Yes, you each got three out of three due to that. Three out of four, right. I mean, three out of four. Okay. The so, second... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, did, do you want me to go through everything? Yeah. Or, okay. The second was guessed correctly by both... That it was Jimmy. Yeah, Guinness. that one was very obvious. Number three was the deep fake non-alcoholic IPA by Flying Dog. See, now Flying Dog is a is a decent brewery, and I've liked their stuff. Yeah, but man, that just—I don't know what they did with that, but it tasted just off to me. Yeah. So wait a minute. So neither of us got that one right. But Correct. Glenn got the first one right, and I didn't. Yeah, I only got two out of four. Oh, okay. So I think Glenn got no. Glenn got three, three and I got and two got because two. you guessed the Sorry, same thing for two of them. Yes. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you guessed the haze. So I actually won. Yeah. I believe you did. Woohoo! Yeah, because you guessed the hazy for both of the IPAs yes. because you weren't sure which was which, and I committed to the exact you. wrong answer for both of them, which yeah. was kind of I think the the biggest chance of failure on this was I suppose so trying to discern that maybe we should have had a different type of beer but whatever not a problem I, try finding different types of I, uh, yeah. beer. but it's, having it's a but challenge having, but having two IPAs in the mix I think probably <laughs> yeah, made yeah. it that much more likely to get those messed mixed, up mixed up agreed yeah and I fell for it but yeah I'm also surprised that flying um, dog athletics IPA was much better yeah. than flying dogs IPA See that last one that you hated, and that that was the golden, the golden. <laughs> it's just called golden. Yeah, <laughs> that one to me, like it wasn't good, but I'm like, all right, this just tastes kind of like a crappy beer. Well, yeah, maybe my, <laughs> maybe I'm too much of a beer snob that yeah, I maybe. wouldn't give it the time of day. Well, I'm not a big fan of lagers to begin with. I think. So what did we? How did our ratings come out? Like combined, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So for number one, the. Hazy IPA by Athletic Brewing Company. The total was 15 between okay. the two of you. Mm-hmm. Out of a possible 20. Out of a possible 20. For number two, that was the Guinness. That was a 12 out of 20 with Glenn um, rating five, Jim rating seven. Then for three and four, the Deep Fake IPA and the uh, the Athletic Brewing Company Golden, it was, it was six. They were tied for both. It was yeah. tied, yes, because it was three and three, and four and two. Mm-hmm. And you giving a seven to the Guinness is, I mean, you're not a Guinness fan, I mean, so I don't, I don't know if you were skewing that because of that or. I think I was okay because I, mean, I kind of skewed the other way because I am a Guinness fan, <laughs> right? Because you're comparing it to real Guinness, yes. Real quote-unquote Guinness. Okay, now like we did with the wine, are we going to pour them all into one glass? God, no. <laughs> I think that, that would be horrible. Yes, it would. A nice... Wait, nice. and wine? No. 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 So I have a question, yes. if I may. Absolutely. When you were rating the beers, were you taking into account their non-alcoholic nature, or were you rating them as though you would rate any beer that you might come across i was more taking the tact of rating them as a beverage not, yeah I, not, I think that's what i was doing too not 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 comparing them to beers or like not comparing them to alcoholic beers or non-alcoholic beers just like how good is this okay yeah as a good. drink just like you know we could rate different orange juices and i guess that would be in comparison to each other i don't know Maybe I was. I, I was probably, in general, comparing them to other beers. I certainly was with the Guinness. Yeah, me too. Because I was, was kind of comparing that to real Guinness, which, as I said, to me is a 10, which is why I didn't feel like I could go higher than 5 on that. Right, and I was comparing it to, or I was rating it on the basis of my enjoyment of the beverage, which, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I like Guinness a certain amount, and I, I guess this one would probably not be able to rate any higher than real Guinness... Right. That's a question of, well, I could have rated me. it lower if it felt to me like it didn't even come close to Guinness. Yeah. I was honestly surprised with that IPA, the athletic one. 
that to me was quite good. Yeah, that was really good. Like, I don't mind that I have more of those left. If you want the rest of the hazy IPAs, though, help yourself. No, you. No, no, you we had it backwards. The hazy the was hazy. the good one. That was oh, the sorry. Hazy. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay, yeah. <laughs> so the the, the non yeah the, the the deep fake was oh my god that's that just Ugh. it really ta- I I I was getting like notes of grass clippings in there which <laughs> I didn't you know, get that but in a Sauvignon Blanc maybe but in a beer <laughs> it just tasted like something was wrong with it. That was disappointing i should have gone down to a two on that to be perfectly honest (laughs) well i I just the one after it to me was even worse no the the one after it to me like i said like i could see you go i think you said like what is this natty light it tasted like a crappy light (laughs) beer like it wasn't off like it wasn't actively bad which i have no power wasn't good i don't either but to me like there's a difference between being not good and actively bad. All right. So now that we know what they are, I suggest yes. we try some more of them just to get a second impression now that we know what they are. Sure. Okay. All right. So I poured a second serving of everything here. You want to start with the worst one first? Yeah, I'm going to start with the golden lager first or whatever oh, it is. You're calling that the worst one. Uh, that's what I'm calling it. All right. Fine. <laughs> I think that's this. Funny. Knowing what to expect, it's not as bad. Yeah, it did not improve. I mean, I, again, I don't like it, but it's not, like, repulsive to me. It's kind of like, unless I got my cups mixed up, to me it's almost kind of like a really watered-down light beer with a hint of hops. It doesn't taste that watered-down to me. It seems like it has a decent amount of body to it. I mean, but it does have a light beer taste to it, yeah, for sure. Definitely. But not, like, beyond light. All right, I All got right let's the, move on to I what I thought IPAs was the worst. mixed up. I'm not sure which one's which. I think. Is one of them not hazy? How can I tell? <laughs> By yeah, looking at it. It's a red cup. This, actually. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to, like, blow the foam out of the way. Yeah, uh, it's Like, not this working. one, I feel like the hazy, the non hazy looks hazier. But let me. I can't really tell the difference just looking at them. Oh, I'm sorry. That flying dog is awful. Oh, yeah. Absolutely can tell the difference. But looking at them, I, I even if they were in like a clear glass, I'm not sure I could tell the difference. The hazy does not look very hazy. I think this is the hazy one. It tastes better. I, I can tell the difference, no problem. All right, so this does this one smell like the grass clippings? It's kind of hard to tell. I think so. Okay. (laughs) But there's nothing left in there. This, I'm not even finishing that. That's the (laughs) non-hazy. Yeah, I like the hazy. Yeah, this one has a little bit clearer uh, hops presence. Yeah, it's it's got a cleaner taste to it. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the Guinness. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what it is? It's not um, that, that... Guinness has a certain, uh, like, roasty nuttiness, and that's not quite there in this. Yeah, it's maybe not as present. It, it's a little too mellowed. It's I hard to say. Of, like, yeah. everything, all, the flavors are kind of all there, but they're all toned down. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Well, we open these now. I guess we got to finish them if we want or dump them. Well, I don't want to finish the non-hazy IPA. Well, we could dump that one. How many of these did you buy? Uh, The Guinness was a four-pack. Everything else was a (laughs) six-pack. I didn't want to go in search of single bottles, so... Mm. I'll happily finish the Guinness. I will reasonably happily finish the Hazy IPA. I will acceptably finish (laughs) the Golden Lager. And would you like to take the Hazy IPA home as a consolation prize? <laughs> oh, because I lost. <laughs> That's your because it's, you lost. You have to drink the rest of those. It's the penalty. It's the price. punishment. Yes. <laughs> oh dear God. Uh, well, thank you for your help, Gina. We appreciate yes, it very thank much. Thank you. You are very welcome. We're not going to call you the lovely assistant if you don't want us to. Well, she assisted, and she is lovely. If you want us to call you the lovely assistant, we can, but 
It's entirely up to you. We don't want to impose this title on you. Um, I thought maybe this was more of a producer type role, but whatever you guys decide to <laughs> I love call the producer. it. <laughs> okay, assistant producer. Then it's got both. <laughs> Regardless, thank you very yes, much thank for the help. You. You're very welcome. So I guess our conclusion is that. Uh, I don't know. What is our conclusion? I'd say our conclusion is some near beers are nearer than others. Yeah. And I guess like, here's the other thing. If you're doing your uh, alcohol, your dry January, does that even count? What count against you being dry or? Well, yeah. I mean, if you were to drink like the non-alcoholic beer, which is mostly alcohol free, can you drink that if you're having a dry January? I'd say it's close enough. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, if you're. Suffering through the last of your dry January, because we're releasing this, what, like a week before the end of January or a few days before the uh, end? Yeah. Uh, let us know how your attempt at a dry January worked out, if you wish, by contacting us at backstage.link. Yes. Uh, all of the information is on there. You can click on our podcast. You can email us directly at show at backstage.link. However, we do have an update. All right. Newsflash. Our phone number is no longer active. That's right. So our email is our primary contact if yes. you'd like to get in touch with us. If you have any interest in leaving us voicemail messages or anything like that, please send us an email and let us know that. We'd be happy to set up another phone number. But at this point, it hadn't been getting used, so it doesn't make much sense. So email it is show at backstage.link. That's right. We don't have a uh, comment box on the website or anything, do we? We do not. We had one on the old website. I have not set one up. If you want that, at least I don't think we do. One way to find out. That's our show. That's not the end. Or maybe it is. I I, yeah, no, there's nothing. <laughs> no, all right. If you want some sort of comment box or something like that that you can just fill out online, you can also let us know. Email us. Show at backstage.link. Show at backstage.link. Should I put an echo on that? Uh, we can do it in post. <laughs> Meantime, uh, I guess that's about it. So thank you for joining us this month. Yeah, I feel a little wasted. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a lot of non-alcoholic beer there. Oh, boy. Which reminds me, where is that Guinness? <laughs> All right, so uh, tune in next month. We're going to try to get some more scripted content. We're working on it. And until then, uh, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And that's our show. Cheers. Yeah, wasted. I said we was waste, feeling wasted earlier. <laughs> <laughs> wasted on the non-alcoholic beer, huh? That's some hard stuff, man. I'm, I'm fit-chased right now. <laughs> I mean, technically, it has some alcohol in it. I, 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 you'd have to drink 10 times as much. <laughs> Trace amounts. Right? 10 times as much? Am um, I calculating right? Well, that would be for 5%. So if it's 5, it would be a 5%. So, yeah, right. Yeah. But some of the other normal beers that mm -hmm. these styles are emulating would be probably in the 6 to 7 range. Could be. So even more. Guinness is pretty low though. Yeah, Guinness is low. That's what. It's four. under 4, under 4, isn't under it? Under 4 is it? Okay. Yeah, I yeah, think. That makes sense. Dry stouts are usually pretty low. Mm -hmm. But some IPAs could be four point two side. So I think one time in the past when I did have a bottle of I don't remember what kind it was, but mm -hmm. some kind of non-alcoholic non beer. I think I was at a social gathering of some at some point or yeah. of some type and I kind of I think I almost had to do a double take remembering that I was drinking non-alcoholic beer because if let's say I was kind of using the beverage as a means to sort of loosen up and mm -hmm. social, social lubricant, lubricant as it were <laughs> then it's very possible from what I recollect that it was still having that effect or at mm -hmm. least in my mind it was having that effect so there was sort of a placebo 
effect yeah. going on. I mean, I'm sure it certainly could do that there's there's no reason why it wouldn't um even without the alcohol in it there's just something about having a drink in your hand when you're at a social gathering it's kind of like a a shield of sorts almost and it just it relaxes you and i don't know that that's always that's the other thing like i've I've thought about that before because of the fact that i drink every night well i mean maybe i should be getting stuff like this and i am gonna enjoy the ones that weren't crappy <laughs> over the next few weeks. And if I want a beer, I, I might just grab the, uh, the Guinness zero or something and, and have that instead. I don't even think it was the, the matter of holding it in my hand. It was drinking it and having yeah. that kind of taste in my mouth, hmm. I guess. I guess that would more support the actual placebo. Yeah, effect right. Than, than the action of it. Or it's, it's all psychological. Yeah. I guess it is all psychological though. <laughs> All of it. It's all psychological. Okay. Mind over matter. If you don't mind, it won't matter. <laughs> what is matter? Never mind. We done? I think so.